Are you a Dallas Cowboys fan? I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. Uh, well, it just so happens that the Cowboys had a shocking loss. So condolences to you, you guys. It, I know it's just hard down there in Texas. But nonetheless, the internet is undefeated. And so there were, <laughs> there were a couple of memes that I, I saw floating around uh, on the Dallas Cowboys. And I just had to pull them in so you guys can see them with us. Uh, Samson hasn't actually watched them. I've watched them like 27 times already this morning. <laughs> but he hasn't watched them, so we're going to queue two of them up. And then we're going to jump into today's pain points. It says, who are the Cowboys playing this upcoming weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, so yeah, if you, so we'll have to pull it up on, on post. We'll pull up the, the actual tweet where it's just like, who do the Cowboys play next week? And Look at it, 2.9 million views. Like, wow. I just love this stuff. NFL memes, is that account owned by the NFL? Uh, I don't think so. Man, I'm surprised they can use the NFL yeah. logo like that. Yeah, it's I think, probably great. I think it's modified too. Um, it's great marketing for them though. 100%. And then the second one here, this one isn't, it's, it's interesting. So just pull it up. It's Dak Prescott. This is a famous clip. From the beginning of the game. Uh, yeah, we got. They pulled in the guy from yeah. the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking the quarterback out. Oh, man. <clears throat> and I love that, man. I really, you know, the, the, the more we grow as creators and, and just as a media company, uh, you know, my love for content creation, memes, advertising just continues to, I think, increase as like it once did. I went through a period of time where I was like super anti-advertising, just being in the agency space. I was just like, bruh. Like, yeah. But now I'm just like, it's so fun. Cre yeah, creative advertising, big brand stuff is super fun. Yeah. So, so, so jumping back into it, CJ Stroud. You don't know who CJ Stroud is because you prob we probably do. Yeah, you, you know I mean, I know who he is. You know yeah. who he is. Well, CJ Stroud was the unquestionable most talked about player over this past NFL weekend. Uh, he's a rookie quarterback who the Texans, I think, were in last place last year. Mm -hmm. They selected him, won a division, won their game, blew out a team that they were – People, many people had them losing to, and he, you know, absolutely slated out on the, on the field. But him being the starlet of the, of the playoffs, what his team and NBC, maybe I should say Peacock, but NBC uh, did with his interview. CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean... It's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. People back home, I'm blessed enough being in the position I am and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now, and uh, we got to just keep it going, but I'm super blessed. Your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. People back home. I'm blessed enough being in the position I am and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now. And uh, we got to just keep it going, but I'm super blessed. Set a lot of people off this past weekend, uh, especially those of us who are people of faith. Uh, didn't quite set me off. I know you don't care about it, but nonetheless, there are a large contingency of people out there who felt a certain type of way. So what they did is he always thanks the Lord for just whenever he plays well, whenever he plays poorly. And he opened with that. And his own team, and NBC cut the clip and put the rest out on the internet to get millions of views on. Right. Assuming that maybe people weren't going to know. Um, 
And uh, people were lighting them up. We don't have time to go through all of the comments because people were lighting them up. But as we open, you know, open this episode, it's like, what do we do? What do we do? We know what we're going to do. But this anti-God culture we are in, um, as entrepreneurs, uh, many of you out there, some of you are people of faith, but some of you are not. But this anti-God culture that we have to build in, uh, it, it got me fired up where I'm just like, Do you think Man. they would have clipped it if he said, I'd like to thank the LGBTQ community? I, I think they actually would have made a new ad out of it. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Right. <laughs> so it's like, they don't call that a religion, but it is. Right. And so for whatever reason, they always go after Christianity. And I think that's a hard thing for people to accept, but people need to start putting their money where their mouth is and voting with their wallets. And, uh, unfortunately most people talk a big game, but they don't actually back it up. Yes. So, you know, part of the reason why I don't support the NFL is because I don't really support a lot about what they're about. Same reason I don't shop at target. Same reason I don't buy Bud Light or Budweiser. Uh, it just doesn't allow, align with my values. So we can keep talking about it. But truth is we live in a capitalistic society. And if you don't like the product, then don't buy it. Right. Don't support it. We're, we're too stuck into like being caught up in what everybody's doing. Like I, I, I could care less about watching people play on Sunday. Right. Like I'm, I'm building my own dream. But what, what's the, what do they say in the Roman times before the fall, right? The king would always distract the people oh, with, with sport. Absolutely. Right? <clears throat> and so... It's just a sign of where we're at. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. No, it's not surprising at all. Would if you look at things with a spiritual lens, what right. what what got my attention and why I bring it up though is because um, it it used to be subtle. Yeah, it used to be subtle. Now it's not so subtle, and I think that's just something we have to pay attention to as entrepreneurs. Not the the lack of subtlety, but the shift, and, and therefore that being the environment that we're building and serving people in and solving problems within. And it just being something we we have to have a conversation about, so we can continue to remind ourselves of like, no, I'm I know why I'm building this, you know. Yeah, and I mean it's part of why I became an entrepreneur is like I don't want to be censored with what I'm saying or what I believe because it might hurt the company. Yeah, like fifty percent of this country is going to hate your guts, and fifty percent is going to love you. That's the only way to become president. Facts, you know. So, well, from a from a business standpoint, to the NFL. You keep allowing things like this to happen. What's going to happen is that CJ Stroud is actually going to go and join the XFL and the U. What's the USFL? Yeah. He's going to end up doing that, and so are many of the other players. I've been thinking a lot about that because there's, you know, XFL hasn't been killing it per se, and compared to the NFL, but man, they're creeping up. Yeah, they're growing a fan base. Well, if I'm not mistaken, they just merged with uh, USFL or something like that, where they're creating so. a, a pretty more a more comprehensive league. And to your point. Sports is changing, culture is changing, therefore the business side of it is changing. And the moats that companies once had across every industry, they don't exist as next generations come up. Well, yeah, I mean, the legacy, legacy companies always fall into the same right. trap. There's a reason you don't see JCPenney's around anymore or, right. you know, Macy's or whatever. They're all Sears, they're all going out of business because, you know, they, they were the big dog and they, didn't, they stopped innovating. Right. I mean, the business life cycle, right, is maturity and then the followed by death or rebirth, which means you have to reinvent yourself. Yeah. The it's, NFL better get it together. They better get it together because like Gen Z was a Gen Alpha is after Gen Z uh, and many millennials, including ourselves, for the most part, don't watch a lot of sports. We'll catch some highlights. We'll yeah. catch a highlight. We'll catch a clip. We'll catch a meme. That's the most football I watched all week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch a meme. And so what that means is it actually creates a space for someone, a competitor to come and tell a better story to get our attention as consumers. Yep. So, well, 
Shifting gears to a more consequential arena than fun and games. Um, <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out of the presidential race last night yeah, after the Iowa caucus. And um, mathematically, it wasn't, he was a real long shot to win anyways. Um, mathematically, I mean, he would probably top out where he was at, at about 8%. But the way he left is actually what I, what, what got my attention that I bring to you guys this morning and to you is now we have the clip. I won't play the clip just because the clip was about two minutes and 40 seconds long, but the way he, um, the way he, he exited the stage, not the physical stage, but the proverbial metaphorical stage, the way he exited, I thought was just awesome. And what he did was he drew a line in the sand um, for those in the party and, and didn't do it in like a really dramatic way. He just said, hey, there's no path for me to be the next president. Absent things we don't want to see happen in this country, there's no path. Uh, he said, but the next president must be America first. Now, he's standing there saying this to a crowd of people who support him, who are upset, and it's, it's going viral at this point, getting sent out. The next president must be America first. And then he went on to say how he's throwing his support behind Trump because Trump is the only America first candidate left. Mm. And, and I just thought from a leadership standpoint as entrepreneurs, like that's how you win. That's how you lose. You know, you, you he's not just saying the right things. Cause I think he knew long time ago that he wasn't actually going to win. And so everything he's been doing, dude, he's been probably the most active person campaigning, um, going to communities, creating content all over podcast. And I think the whole time he knew it was a long shot, but he was just doing it to get that message of like America first. And then, cause he would, he was denying VP positions. He was denying like ever potentially losing and it just creates this buildup. And then he says like, look, I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to get behind the guy who undoubtedly two days before attacked him and said, that doesn't matter. He's still a great president. And I'm still America first, and he's the only one left. And I just thought as a leader, that's a great example for us. It's like how to win, of course, but how to lose graciously with honor and integrity. Yeah, it's a part of his brand. Right. And he's playing the long game. He, he's going to run again. Yeah, he got, he's only, what, 38, something like that? Yeah. yeah. I think he's yeah, 37, 38. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, he'll come, he'll come full circle. He's playing the long game. He knows that people know who he is, and when he comes around in the next election – that there's a strong likelihood that he could have a running chance. Yeah. Um, but it is also a strategic party play to know that you don't want to have, you know, your, your party divided at the voting ballot. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And there it, was concerns about, you know, him pu pulling people away from Trump. Yeah. But I thought that was just a, a, a nice strategic statement of like, Hey, I know you were supporting me. But the only guy I'm supporting now that I'm out of this is this guy. So almost like get behind him. Yeah. And finding the common ground between what they share, which is, you know, America first, I think is the right move. 100%. You know, it, it will get people to say, Hey, I guess that's our next best option. Right. So yeah, it's a good move. Yeah. He did it graciously. I mean, he's, he's incredibly eloquent, very much so. smart, intelligent, self, self-made. Um, and that all things that, Anybody who's pro-America, America first would respect, right? Facts. Facts. <clears throat> my, my, my dark horse bet is he somehow becomes the VP. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to try something a little bit different here. 
um, than our normal flow. It may be incorporated into our flow, but I've just been calling it top three. So in my scouring of the universe of content, um, I, I, I've been plucking out things here and there, saving all throughout my bookmarks on Twitter. I have tons of videos. And uh, I, like to, I want to bring some to my co-hosts that I think they, they just tug on the heartstrings, stir the mind, or at least align with what we are building and what you are building as entrepreneurs um, in this wonderful capitalistic-driven republic of ours. So I have three clips for you. And the, I think what I'd like to do is pull them up on the browser, if we could. There's no sound on it. Yeah, he's giving away his daughter. Yeah. yeah last yeah. time last time he gets to yeah, father yeah. her in that way. You think and I just I I'm thinking about our audience out there us as fathers of daughters and sons, but more so daughters in this case. Raising our two young men. Yeah. <laughs> Cole and Trevor. <laughs> if you ever try to eat my food or hand me food, you have to probably, <laughs> But um but I thought that, you know, you look across culture, you look at our our this, this this country we live in right now where it's like, you know, the importance of fathers, just the constant undermining. I just thought that was such a great illustration and an encouragement to you men out there who are building and to you wives out there who are building that have men who hold you down and the family down. Um, yeah, touch, that's honor, a touching clip. The honor and the love of a father transcends culture because it's, it's the family is God's institution. Amen. You know, and so I just thought that was a, a pretty powerful little thing because she's trying to hold it in. Yeah, talking about God's institution, we actually talked about this morning at my men's group that it's this the one place where two become one and they can create as the way the creator did. It's the only place that that can happen. Facts. And that's that's the actually what the institution of marriage is about, right? Two become one. Mm. And also you see Christ in the church. Two become one. Jew and Gentile become one in Christ. Oof. Yeah. Y'all didn't know y'all were getting that this morning. All <laughs> right. All right. Second clip, my guy. I would add another one to that whole set, which is just agency. Like people who just solve problems uh, without even being asked to solve the problem. They identify the problem. Right. They go solve it. They don't necessarily even have to update you every step of the way. They're not asking silly questions. And they're just coming up with solutions. Because uh, building a startup is an infinite set of problems that are being thrown at you. Mm -hmm. And it, there comes a day when you realize, I can't even look at every problem, let alone think about it, let alone solve it. It's not even possible. Yeah. So at that point, as Vinod Costa famously said, the, the team you build is a company you build. Yeah. And so at that point, the team you have built is the company you have built. Right. And your ability to solve problems is based entirely on how many problem solvers you have below you. If you have somebody who takes 10% of your time in management and solves problems, well, you can only have 10 of those people working with you. Mm -hmm. But if somebody takes 5%, you can have 20 of those people. So people who are low ego, take agency, solve problems, don't have to thump their chest about it, yeah. and are just professionals. They just get stuff done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think like in AirChat and AngelList, like when we were building the teams, I used to think of like a Navy SEAL team, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone is just really good at what they do. They know their job. They do it. They don't complain. They're not egotistical about it. And if they have to constantly be corrected or they have to be led around by the nose or if they clean up after them or if they question even their judgment, it's not going to work out. Mm, that's good. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about A players, right? Yeah. And show B and C players the door, but the return on A players is they do that. The fastest way to rise to a leadership position is to solve a problem nobody else wants to. Yeah. And uh, when you get the right people, they're solving problems that you can't even see from your seat because you're not necessarily the domain expert, right? 
though. Yeah, dude, I, I, I love that clip. And the team you build is the company you build. Oh, so good. Cool. Makes me think of uh, two people on our team. Lauren is a product manager with her just like intense knowledge of product development and content and how the world, the customer comes together. Um, and uh, Matt Timmons, his ability to design from like a marketing perspective and user flow and function into the application without having to speak it or say it, he just knows it is incredible. Mm. It's mind blowing. For sure. All right. Third and final clip. If a drag queen wants to read you a story at a library, listen to her because knowledge is power. And if someone tries to restrict your access to power, they are trying to scare you. So listen to a drag queen. We love you. Thank you. Bruh. What is he talking about? But, but so that's RuPaul, a famous drag queen, a famous guy. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Why, why did I pull that in there? On, on national TV, which, granted, to the brand, guys, entrepreneurs out there, no, very few people, more, way less people are watching the Emmys than they were 10 years ago, just for the record. Let's yeah, be real about that. Yeah, didn't even know what happened. Let's be real about that. So let's not act like this is what it is. But what it is, this is, this is um, when I think of like a military battle, this is continuous advancement, strategic advancement. And why I pulled it into our clip today is because national TV, you're sitting there talking about if a, ki- if a drag wants to read to your kids and all of these things, you should let them. And anyone who says no to that is stopping power and you should be in power. Words matter today, folks. And uh, I said the quiet part out loud. Yes. It's about power. It's about power. It's about control. It's about suppression. It's about you, dad, out there, you, mom who understands like your children are your children and your values are your values. And especially when they align with what God has revealed and said and declared and designed and functioned us for, um, it got me fired up in the sense of like the audacity for people to be out there just continuing to say like, nah, dude, we're going to do what we want with your children. And we don't, we don't care how you feel about it. And, um, I think, I think it's just a testament to where we're at culturally, right? So we started off with the NFL um, right. cutting out right. any conversation ar- around God or Jesus Christ or the fact that C.J. Stroud is an open, openly bold, outspoken Christian, and we capped it with what does get through, right? They, now, they don't call this a religion, right? right? But it is, it is a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It is a religion. However you want to skin that cat. Um, and they have a worldview, a driving moral compass right. that is not rooted in in the Christian faith. It's literally counterintuitive, right? And um, and hey, that's cool if you want to do that. But you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't like silence the other opposing party in an attempt to only make your voice heard. Yeah, that's not America that that we live in. Right. No, it's it's not. And you know, when I when I when I think about it, and and where where it comes into the picture, I think it's more of just like, bro. People out there that don't, you know, we got people out there that aren't Christians. We know that, right? But for those of you out there that are not Christians, and you are not willing to humble yourself in light of the evidence and the truth, and the tweets and the things that continuously say ah, something is. Something. 
so this isn't just people expressing themselves. Yeah. You know, there's a, there is a spiritual component to this, but I, I, I bring it in to tell you guys, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. Like, what do we do? I mean, yeah, the power, the power is in the people's hands. And so you're just willfully letting it happen. Yeah. And it's not a problem until all of a sudden it is, until all of a sudden it's on your front door, right? Everybody used to think like, oh, that, that, that stuff doesn't really happen in my neighborhood. Now it does. Mm-hmm. And so you better say something if it actually means something to you. And maybe it's like, yeah, I don't, if you want to say that, that's fine. I just, you can't simultaneously suppress what I'm saying. You can't suppress this podcast and our opinion on it, right? Which who knows, it might get by the algorithm suppressed. You can try. You can try, but we own these cameras. Yep. We own these cords. We pay for this internet. <laughs> <laughs> we got AI specialists behind the camera. We're, we're, we're going to do it anyways, because the truth will always prevail. Because um, sure. there's only one truth. Um, what that person said on that video is not true. No. It's not true. And with that being said, go out and build in the truth. Solve problems in the truth. Serve your community. Take care of your family. Lead. Serve. All those wonderful things. Watch our podcast in the truth. Yeah, make impact. Make impact. Uh, You got a short time to be here. So make the most of it with wisdom, truth, and character. Take care.